Today is June 3rd, and this is Big Fish, Small Pod. I'm Andrew Werdahl, and I'm here with you on Friday, and I touched on it a bit on Wednesday. Today, I am going to harp on it, that the Marlins have not been approaching baseball from a place of plenty. The advocates for minor leagues release that the Marlins are one of just a few teams that do not pay for extended spring training and also do not provide individual rooms to their players at every minor league affiliate. That does come as something of like an organizational demerit. But I do think we're seeing its impact here on the field. So I want to talk more about that with you today. Um, Some substance for it, um, Assistant General Manager Dan Greeley spoke on Swings and Mishes this week about the state of the Marlins, and he did offer some insight into the front office. He does represent your more saber-oriented guy. He even name-dropped Tom Tango's book. Um, Well, he didn't name-drop it. He name-dropped Tom Tango as having written a book, which he did, uh, the book, Playing the Percentages in Baseball. It's hugely influential with regards to your, like, lineup optimization, your, like, decision-making based on the numbers. It's all written out in, quote, the book. So he talked about that ever so slightly. Overall, he put forward the feeling that the Marlins team is talented um, at a major league standard, certainly worth watching, and that they are still in the race because of that talent. Basically, the reason being that, like, things like your, like, made in the book, that, like, your runners in scoring position averages will even out over the course of the year. And your run differential, like, that does tend to even out. But I find myself that that all reduces it too much to the odds, so to speak. But totally just from the perspective of what Dan Greeley has in his database and what Kim Ang can do with her roster, what was been presented to the Marlins about the team as it is today, there really might not be a sort of player personnel transaction that they could make that would substantially help the team. Being like a prospect promotion, there are a few pitchers and a few hitters that you could certainly make an argument for, but it's rather unclear whether or not they would actually be an upgrade. Rookies adjusting to the majors and all of that. And I'm also not quite on board with Tom Tango's assessment of clutch hitting. To my eyes, it seems to be either a matter of high performance or of consistency at the plate, both really contingent on the athlete themselves getting the most out of themselves physically and mentally. In the past, I've talked about how a hitter's swing is a fully involved motion. Ideally, a player is pulling strength from both sides of their body and crossing it over with the bat. It's an intense action, and it has to be done with a lot of precision. And your body does pull force up from your lower body and then pull and push the bat. It's 
really a complete motion and an adjustment made during it like mistakenly seeing a fastball when it is a changeup or a slider can put a sort of like violent contortion into that swing putting different force into your like joints or towards your back um sure any major leader can adjust and recover and toughness can even get you through the day-to-day -day. and toughness might even get you through that game better at some sort of like heightened clutch moment like how a, a fastball up and in might make you more focused and like locked in at the plate bringing that sort of intensity and focus that really should just be with you at the ballpark every day or at least really could be with you at the ballpark every day no one's saying you need a fastball up and in to pay attention to the pitcher but specifically what we are talking about is that these marlins players are athletes they're bringing that sort of athletic trait of mental intensity and focus and toughness and as it has been really put forward for the marlins it's that they don't quite offer adequate facilities for their athletes uh individual rooms for instance i can speak anecdotally um not with regards to the marlins organization but i can certainly say that i've heard of minor leaguers living on air mattresses in living rooms or without kitchens and the fact that we have a marlins team and we're talking about their consistency at the plate their like everyday performance and ability to like hit with regularity and with productivity uh, and missing out on those like kind of clutch moments that do ask maybe a bit more from you as an athlete and require you to be a bit more there in that moment as a player could come back to those corners cut at the minor league level it really does stand out to me that brian anderson the one homegrown regular at the plate for miami is having back spasms and he's 29 uh christian yelich also had a history of back issues as told by andy haynes on mlb.com 2021 i remember we played those 3:30 a.m games in the minor leagues that I detested as much as you could detest anything in the world. Haynes added, he did it in one of those games in the outfield. I said, never again am I playing this guy in a 10:30 game. I told the minor league people, if we keep playing these 10:30 games, Yelich is never playing again. So it has followed him, and I know Christian is just hungry for answers. It's pretty difficult for him to sit and watch. I know that. He'll get some answers here, and if anybody can turn it around, and get it going in the right direction you know he'll do it because he's going to be relentless and how in how he is but yeah it goes back i think it was his second or third year it wasn't significant it was more like he had in the past year probably a 10 day or two week thing to be a top athlete you want to be approaching your sport with a thorough rigor that christian yelich might not have had at the outset and it might be because he didn't have the ability to be quite that thorough despite the fact that he was bringing with him a rigor.
So even at that early age, he needed exception from his peers because his back was so prohibitive that it couldn't be ready around the clock. And that's tough words when you're attempting to sustain success, like, except when, 10.30 a.m.? It's not that the Marlins haven't made themselves in a better position than ever since their time with Christian Yelich in the farm system, and there's still a lot of room to do a lot more than any other team is doing for their minor league players. If anything, in such a competitive league, you'd like to be the one to set the standard rather than lag in meeting it. Sure, it's never too late to change, but it's definitely too late if you're going to ignore it. So today, as things sit, 21 and 28, Miami will face San Francisco at 640. The Marlins will be bringing it behind Eliezer Hernandez as the team faces Alex Cobb in Miami. And I think we all like the feel of where it's at. For the podcast, I've been Andrew Werdahl, hoping soon for a chiropractic adjustment. Talk to you later next week. Enjoy the series with the Giants.